Pensacola, right next to the airport. Okay, all right. Hi, Mike. I can. I'm looking at you. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. This weather just has, I think, all of us in a better frame of mind. Just a little bit. It'll be a perfect weekend for a walk. How can I be a part of this walk? What do I need to do? Uh, well, I honestly, just show up. Um, okay. At this point, we we uh, we have teams, and it's a little different than you would normally. It's not a 5K like a lot of these walks are. Um, it's kind of, that's kind of misleading. It's, it's more of a, um, an event where our families have created teams and those teams fundraise for, for autism Pensacola, uh, individually. And then you just kind of come and there's, I think we've got like 22 different booths this year with activities, which Mike, you know, as of last year, you know, that's a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, uh, it's it's we'll do a couple of ceremonial laps around the track, and uh, for whoever wants to wants to join in, but our families are awesome. They make shirts and banners, and and it's just really a fun a fun day. And you can find this information. I'm looking this at this right now. AutismPensacola.org steps for autism, September 23rd. 10 to 1 at the Pensacola State Track, and you're also going to have booths, and what kind of booths, what kind of businesses, or food? A lot of them are nonprofits um, who are active in the, who offer services to the autism community, Um, and some of of them are uh, for-profit organizations, but each booth has a different activity for kids, so uh, we'll have those, and then we also have Things, you know, what you would typically find, like face painting and the balloon guy and blow up bouncy houses. And we have three food trucks coming. And, uh, and yeah, I think I think that is just a very rough idea of what all is going to be there this year. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, how did you become a part of this? So I'll have to let Mary tell her full story. But from my perspective, um, when I was six months old, my mother had recognized something in me that kind of concerned her. I uh, wasn't really making any effort to be affectionate toward her. Um, wasn't really trying to speak. I, I didn't say my first word until I was close to two years old. Um, so when my mother brought me to see my pediatrician, pediatrician at that time said, well, we can't you know, really diagnose him right now, but here is you know, here are some things that we can kind of point you in the right direction toward. So started doing a lot of research, reading a lot of books, um, got me into all of the therapies very early on, received my official diagnosis at about two and a half years old. Um, And then from that point forward, it was just a lot of work to to try and really get me to a point where I could be, you know, for lack of a better term, self-sufficient. The goal was to really get me to kindergarten without the need for an IEP, um, somebody to be in the classroom with me which by the grace of God was able to, to go to kindergarten and go through school without the, you know, the need for assistance and um, ultimately got to a point in my life where was able to graduate high school, graduated college, played basketball in college, um, and, and was able to, to join Mary here at Autism Pensacola as a board member. Wow. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you it. You seem to do be doing extremely well today. Yeah. <laughs> With well, I mean, I didn't know that. So I'm I'm extremely blessed. I mean, I've got a great job. I've got a wonderful wife, Brianna. I know she's listening. Hi, Brianna. <laughs> um, beautiful baby girl, three months old now. It's time's flying. So I'm just I'm extremely blessed. Well, we're glad that you're here. Mary, what is your story with autism? Well, uh, my story with autism is when I started um, in uh, when I 
started this job in March of 21, I honestly did not know much about autism. I've always had a, um, a soft spot for individuals who were, you know, in need. Um, and I've, I've served on nonprofits uh, as a volunteer, as a board member, um, but I'd never actually um, worked for an organization that was a niche-type organization. You yeah. know, um, it, the ones I worked for served a greater population. So, um, so learning about autism has been a huge part of the learning curve of this job, and most of what I've learned, I've learned from the parents because to see it from their angle – and how some of them have to, you know, basically quit their jobs. They've, you know, when you talk about older kids, like Mike's age, um, you, you're not a kid. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, kids he's only, <laughs> he's only six, five, but anyway, so. you know, those kids, you're what? Six, I wish, seven. I wish I was six, five. You're six, seven. I have a much easier time finding clothes and shoes. Oh my gosh. You're six, seven. Six, I've been seven. literally selling you short. <laughs> Oh, Mary. Yeah, I know that was bad. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so um, so I, it's been a real learning curve. It's it's been almost um, uh, more of a learning curve than actually learning how to be an executive director, which I still uh, I still fumble at all the time. But the way I met Mike was um, in the summer last year, around June. I got a LinkedIn request for a connection and. And I saw he's an insurance guy with Torgus and Kazi, and I was like, "Oh, great! Here we go!" You know, another pitch. He sends me a, a you know a LinkedIn message saying he'd love to meet with me to see what you know see what we need. And I'm like, Mike, I'm getting ready to go into Sensory Street. We've got kids for camp going on right now. There's a lot going on. Um, can you call me like in August and we can? So August first, I get a call from oh Mike. <laughs> he he was not messing around. No, at all. I, I think he he logged it into his his calendar. I'm sure. And so I get a call. And he's like, "So when can I come by? How about Friday at 3? And I'm like, "Okay, fine." So he comes by and he sits down in my office right at three o'clock, and uh, says, "Okay, what can I do to help you?" I'm like, "Well, Mike, we have we have our insurance needs covered right now, so we're all good." He goes, "No, I I don't. I'm not here to sell you insurance." but I'm here to see what I can do for Autism Pensacola and as a volunteer or whatever. And I just was shocked. I, I honestly wow. was just like, yeah. there's a guy, and I'm like, okay, fine. How are you on the phone? And he said, oh, well, that's what I do. And I said, okay, well, I need some money for Steps for Autism in September. And I think within just a few weeks, he raised $3,000 in sponsorships. So that's Mike. Wow. So Mike was very, very involved. Um, he was helped with steps the whole way. He's helped so many other ways. And so in November of last year, I started talking to him about getting on the board. He's very interested from the get-go. Presented him to the nominations committee, and he was he was voted in. And he has been one of our most active board members, doing things like this, coming on, you know, onto uh, to my presentations. We've done several presentations together where he has shared his story, and um, and I've gotten to share mine as well. So uh, that's how we know Mike, and um, I'm hoping he'll stick with us for a while and maybe even advance into a leadership position because he definitely has those qualities. And he had, was at one time diagnosed. I have a question for just people like you, Mary, like when you started this position, for people like me, I know what autism is, I think right mm -hmm. but how do you explain it to uh, I, 
I've heard the stories, uh, the comments from parents. Well, they're on the spectrum, or they're here, or they're there, and there's some that are com- uh, people that are completely nonverbal, are non-communicative, <coughs> and then you are obviously not those things, but there was something right there. So how do you know when someone is autistic, and how do you begin to work through the uh, variety I don't want to use the word variety, but the different uh, types of autism. Yeah. So I, I'll take that one. So okay. The, I think the current statistic is 1 in 36 now. Yes. When I was born in 1994, the statistic was about 1 in 500 children were diagnosed with autism. So you can see that we've made a lot of progress, and a lot of that is because that stigma is being removed. A lot of people were associating autism with you know, being less than, being different, and not being able to, you know, have an effect or um, any sort of impact on society, but that's just not the case. I mean, it's really, it manifests in a lot of different ways, and that's why it's it's a spectrum. Um, Mary likes to say a lot, you know, when you know one person with autism, you know one person with autism, because it's it's going to appear differently in a lot of different people. You know, I was just talking to Mary about this earlier. For a while, I kind of suffered with a little bit of imposter syndrome, just because you know I was diagnosed with what was Asperger's at the time, but is now considered autism spectrum disorder. But because I'm in you know a very good good place in my life, you feel like you're not allowed to claim that title. You feel like you should have some more struggle to be you know sharing those experiences. But you know through a lot of self-realization, I've come to the conclusion that you know with my experience, I can show parents of children with autism that are you know high functioning like myself, hey you know, with the right help and, you know, with the right support, you know, these children can live very, you know, successful lives. But it also allows parents to see, you know, I'm just one of, you know, many that that are on the spectrum and it can manifest in a lot of different ways. So it's just one of those things you need to be cognizant of. Okay, I met you about 25 minutes ago. (laughs) No idea, no clue. Do you think it's a good or a bad thing or somewhere in between that someone would carry the label disorder instead of just saying, this is who I am? Um, I think it it depends on what context. If, you know, I carry the label, I have autism spectrum disorder, but um, I don't allow that to define me. What I allow to define me is, you know, the you know, above all else, the God that I serve, but, you know, my family, my friends who know me and know who I am and, and know the kind of things that I've I've done in my life. So it's just a matter of how you carry yourself and how you let that impact you. What I've seen, um, especially with, um, within the community is that a lot of times, and this is why stigma is such a huge, huge part of it, because early intervention is so important to have your child, um, Diagnosed, or at least have them tested as early as possible as soon as you start seeing any of these differences. But um, sometimes it appears to me that the hesitancy is more on the parent's part because of that stigma and because of the label than the kid. The kid is, the kiddo is just, you know, he's just being a kiddo. Right. And um, to him, whatever he's, whatever he's going through is perfectly normal, right? Or, or in our world, we say typical. Right. Um, but for, for the parent, it's they're seeing a future that might be different than what they planned for their child. And so that, there's that hesitancy. 
So for Mike, and I, I, you know, he answered that question beautifully. Yeah. Uh, from a perspective of someone who who has been diagnosed, um, to say basically it's not it hasn't defined him, and I, I see that a lot with these kiddos. It doesn't define them at all. So. I like that you said they're less concerned about it than the parents are. Yes, and that's it, right. And just I just on getting to know Mike and just having this conversation, I can see that about him. I'm like, what the big deal? You know, what it is? It's just who I am. You know, it's just what it is. And let's just press on and you know deal with it. And I, do you ever have the opportunity to work with the kids, Mike? Yeah, I mean, my first event last year was Steps for Autism right. and getting a chance to see these families and again, seeing the spectrum of, of ways in which autism kind of shows itself. You know, you're going to have a lot of kids that are much higher functioning, that are able to have conversations, and then some that are a little bit more reliant on, you know, speaking devices, um, have a lot of different tics and, and, and social um, lack of social skills. So it, it's just a matter of really getting to see that stuff firsthand and talking to the parents and, and understanding what their concerns are and then sharing with them my story and allowing them to see, you know, there is hope granted, you know, for some kids that are a little bit lower functioning, it, it might not be my position necessarily, but, you know, there are a lot of services and, and outlets available to help them, you know, have the lives they want for their kids. And that's actually what we do at Autism Pensacola. So whereas in the past, someone like Mike's mom might have had to do a lot of work to find those resources that help their children have the most successful, independent futures possible. With Autism Pensacola, which I just found out, Autism Pensacola and Cat Country are about the same age now because we started in 2002, and you guys are 20 years as well, um, that we are kind of a one-stop shop. So we have collected all the resources that are available in the five-county area that we serve, which is Baldwin, Alabama, Escambia, Santa Rosa, Okaloosa, and Walton counties, and parents just give us a call, and they say, I'm noticing these things about my child. What should I do? What's the first step? And so we guide them along the way, and um, the greatest story that I've heard is a parent who actually is very involved now, uh, who the day of the diagnosis of, of her son, when he was two, uh, walked in, and Susan Byram, who was the executive director at the time up until a few, you know, five years ago, she looked at her and said, you are not alone. Basically, that's our message to parents or caregivers of children who are pre-diagnosis all the way into transitioning into adulthood and beyond, because we hold their hand every step of the way, because it's a, it's a, it can be a very intricate and uh, confusing maze of resources. Okay, where do I go next? Okay, right. then you call. Where do I go after this? You know, and, and we're able to kind of shoot them in the right direction and help them along the way as well. And, and it, in addition to the um, just the, the hands-on uh, services that we provide, the resources, that is our mission, to provide resources to children and families affected by autism in the Gulf Coast area. So, uh we maybe back when Mike was diagnosed, we could have been a really big, big help for his mom yeah. and uh, and for other parents uh, along the way before we existed in this yeah. area. So, yeah, twenty years. Uh huh. This yeah. is it. 
this year? Uh, 2000, last year was, was 20 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're closing in on 21 years of, of this work in our yeah. area at Autism Pensacola. And you can find out more about what is happening, what Mary and her team are doing at autismpensacola.org. And also find out all the details about Steps for Autism, September 23rd, that's this Saturday, 10 to 1 at the Pensacola State Track. You can also do one more thing if you would like. You can join in the conversation, share your experiences with us at 850-437-1620. You can text in your questions, your comments, your thoughts, anything that you have dealt with or gone through. We're so glad that you're here because mm, it's still something we don't know much about. And I'm so glad that y'all are there for those families and those parents who get this diagnosis and do feel alone. And lost. And you mentioned earlier, they some of the parents have to quit their jobs. That it can be so overwhelming to t- take care of their child. That's right. Even even when I look at parents of neurotypical children, um, and just the challenges that they have to face on a daily basis, even just things like things that happen at school. You know, um, you have to go pick your kid up, or you know, it just depends on what's going on. Children with autism have a whole a whole other um, layer of, of complexity there. And so you just see that they need more flexibility. And oftentimes that's why they do just decide to focus on their child and, and give up work for a little while, if they're able to, obviously, um, because they need that flexibility. They need to be able to put their child first. And that's that's where we come in. Well, I'm glad that you're here. And I have a, I had a friend who's who dealt with that, and it was true. We would be at work at the station, and she would get phone calls, and she would just have to leave immediately. And she yeah. was able to do that. Right. You know, but you're there for the parents that are not able to do that, and you're the resource for them, and they can call you, and you can help them navigate what they're going to be going through and how they're going to be dealing with it. And the spectrum, like Mike said, is yeah, and so... Uh, it's from here to here. I mean, it's... And that's why it's different in every case because, yes, there's one big spectrum, but there are also behaviors that are indicative of autism that each have their own spectrum. So where you may have a child who is nonverbal but maintains eye contact, has social skills, they all, all of those behaviors fall on spectrums of their own. So that's why we say, if you know one person with autism, you know one person with autism. It's not like another um, disease or something where there's this protocol of treatment and they're like, oh, it's this, it's this stage of cancer, so here is what we're going to do and here's what works as far as treatment goes. Autism is a completely different thing. And so um, some of the other services that we offer are our Kids for Camp program, this is the only camp just for autism in the area, in the, in the five-county area. Um, and it's a five-week summer camp. And this year actually is the 20th year for camp. We had it this summer. It's five weeks. We hire um, special education teachers from Escambia and Santa Rosa counties. And they come in and run this camp. And we run it from ages 5 to 26. I think we had a 26-year-old this year. The older kids, some of them have been with camp. For the whole time, and uh, and it started off in the backyard of Judy Burns, who was the executive director for Ronald McDonald House for yeah, a long time, yeah. and and unfortunately we lost her last year. 
But uh, that's where it started, was in her backyard, and, and these parents who had children with autism and had banded together to form Autism Pensacola, that's how it began. So these kids, I think, you know, we've, we've had a th- over 1,000 kids now who've come through um, over, and we did not stop for COVID that year. We went way down in our numbers, obviously, but uh, we've stayed pretty consistent, and, uh, and it's a great program for kids. Um, and, uh, and we have Project Lifesaver as well, which is a program that, uh, that it's a transmitter bracelet that goes on a child, and it's through Escambia Search and Rescue. Not a GPS, but if the children we do what we call elope, which is exactly what it sounds like, you know, yeah. like when you run off and get married, yeah. they'll just leave an area of safety without any regard for danger or fear and not understanding the consequences that there's a whole world of people that they've left behind that are freaking out trying to find them. So with ESAR, uh, Project Lifesaver, they send a ping out, it reaches the transmitter, and they find that child within a matter of minutes. 100% success rate, um, but they, they do that with us and with, um, with elderly uh, people with dementia also, so on both sides of the, of the uh, spectrum there. Um, so we do that too. So we, we have a lot of other services that we offer, but the way we fund all these is through, is through events like Steps for Autism yeah. and Sensory Street, uh, our sponsorships, and the money the teams raise. So, And Steps for Autism is this week, and you need to check out this website. I'm going through it as quickly as I can. <laughs> All the services that you offer, yes, it's amazing. It's amazing that there is help and there is hope right here where you live. Autism Pensacola is helping you and servicing you. There's also... a some of your programs, you've got groups available. You can talk about it. Parent empowerment. There's uh, just there's the learning center. You have all these events going on. You were talking about the kids camp all the way up through teens. You had a 20 year old this this year. There is help for you if you're dealing with this, or if you have a friend or a family member that is autismpensacola.org. You'll find all the resources that you need. And this weekend, they're having a walk. Steps for Autism at Pensacola State College. It's uh, from, it starts at 10. I think it's 10 to 1. That's right. And the ways that you can help is be a part of this. It's beautiful weather. You're not going to be burning up like we would have (laughs) been in the past. It's gorgeous. Uh, We have a comment from Jacqueline, and she says that her oldest girls volunteered at autism camp, and she'd like for her son to do that also. And she wants to know about high school volunteers and how they can be a part of it. Absolutely. Um, we have teen volunteers in our camp. And a lot of the, they sign up week by week. So, so you'll see the ones that sign up for the first week. And they sign on for the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. And some of these kids have really uh, enjoyed it. But they get service hours and, and things like that. And so any volunteering they want to do, we will take it. And also to encourage you, Mike, she says you should be a public speaker about this <laughs> issue because you are very encouraging, and I concur. Thank you both so much for being here, Mike. Your story is amazing. Yours, Mary, goodness, thank you for all that you're leading the way at Pensacola for Autism. It's Step for Autism this Saturday, 10 to 1 at the Pensacola State College. Be a part of it. Support what they've got going on. Thank you guys for being here so much. Thank you, Jan. Thank you.